When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of Rutgers Athletics. Welcome to another edition of the Inside Rutgers Athletics podcast. This is Jimmy Gill. We're here with head coach of Rutgers Baseball, Steve Owens, for the week two update. So the Scarlet Knights started off the season two and two with a victory on Friday, two to one over Indiana, defeated Minnesota sixteen to one on Saturday, lost to Indiana four to two on Saturday, and lost to Minnesota thirteen to eight on Sunday to start the season. The Scarlet Knights will be in action this weekend at Maryland. So, Coach, we'll start off with this. What were your general takeaways from week one before we go through each game individually? Well, it was great just to get back out and play. Um, you know, it's been a whole year. Um, you guys were anxious to play, and, and we were anxious to watch them play. Um, so it was, it was nice to see, you know, see the, see them back out on the field. Um, it was kind of kind of crazy just the whole travel thing, you know. Um, Pete. Pete Barron and our whole and our managers and our all of our travel people do a great job of setting everything up. But you know we're so rushed with everything because we you know we got a schedule so late. Uh, so it's just everything's kind of in a scramble. But once we got out there and got settled in, it was exciting to play in, in an NFL football stadium. And you know we had a good weekend I think against you know a couple of very good opponents. Uh, I think Indiana was the preseason favorite, and Minnesota's you know been a very successful program, I think 33 NCAA tournaments. And so it was, it was good competition. It was, it was a nice venue. Um, you know, I was pretty, pretty pleased overall with, um, you know, with, with how our guys played and handled themselves, obviously, you know, 
if you if you win two, you want to win three, and if you win three, you want to win four, and so. But um, I think you know our overall. Uh, I think we we um, we played pretty good baseball, and and I was excited about some of the things that I saw. And there's a lot of things we did wrong that we're you know we got to rectify and get better at. But um, you know I, I thought our guys handled themselves quite well and uh, and showed an improved baseball team. So I know a lot of people are wondering what was, what was it like actually playing inside U.S. Bank Stadium? They, you know, football, NFL has hosted the Super Bowl. What was the environment like, and how did the field play? The field played fine. Um, you know, it, it's weird. It's really warm in there, um, and it. But we when we played during the day, it's very bright because they have glass uh, pretty much around the whole ceiling, and. Um, the outfielders actually had like in addition to the lights from the from the stadium they actually had uh sunlight in their eyes so it was difficult to kind of read fly balls in there um the the field played fine um the dimensions a little teeny bit smaller in a couple spots um you know kind of like the old metrodome kind of a, a little shorter right field wall but it was you know 50 feet high um, so I thought, you know, I thought overall it was just a great experience. Um, you know, it was just regular baseball. Uh, it, it was nicer than what I had anticipated. Um, because, you know, when you put a baseball field on a football stadium, usually something's weird. And, and this just felt like regular baseball. Um, it was very, it was nice to not have to worry about wind, you know, sun, uh, chance of precipitation, you know, um, making alternate arrangements if the weather didn't allow you to play. It was nice to just, you know, know you were going to get all four games in. And starting the weekend, took on the defending Big Ten champions, Indiana, from 2019. Won two to one. Harry Rutkowski on the mound, six innings. You know, what did you see from Harry? Obviously, it was great that he was able to get six innings. Yeah, Harry uh, gave us a good start. Um, you know, he did – he pretty much gave us a similar start last year against a really good Miami team on opening night. And uh, he had a couple more weeks to prepare this year because we started a little later. So we were able to go a little longer with him. I, I don't, I think his pitch count was like somewhere in the upper, upper eighties or low nineties. Um, <clears throat> I think about a hundred is where, where our limit would have been about him, but um, very competitive. Um, I don't have the box scores in front of me cause I'm at home finally uh, today, but um I think he, you know, he didn't give up many hits, three or four hits or five hits, um, and pitched very effectively against uh, a super team with a lot of balance in their lineup, power, right-handed and left-handed hitters, uh, and quite a bit of experience. So uh, it was it was a very, you know, kind of fun, intense atmosphere, and, and Harry did what he usually does and, and, and pitched an excellent game. And then in relief, Kyle Muller came in there in the seventh, and then it was the return of Brian Fitzpatrick, who missed last year. Uh, we would have came back last year, obviously, until the season was cut short. But it had been a long time since he had pitched in a competitive game. Uh, what, how did, what confidence did you have in him coming in there for the eighth and the ninth? Well, Kyle, I put in because I really trust Kyle. Um, you know, we have guys that maybe throw harder or do different things, um, but but Kyle has become a guy that I trust. Um, and he's been very consistent, you know, in the, in the 11 games that I've coached so far or whatever, 15 games that I've coached in two years at Rutgers, um, he's been, you know, a staple for us. Um, and, and then, 
you know, we got a good inning out of him and, and with a really close game, um, kind of had a couple lefties coming up and we're like, okay, let's go to Fitzy. This is, this is his, his night tonight. Um, and Fitz pitched, um, really well, got behind maybe the first hitter or a couple hitters, um, and worked back into counts and, and, uh, and struck some guys out. A lot of guys, I think, you know, five or six strikeouts. Um, so he, he did a great job. Uh, it was exciting, you know, all the way down to the last pitch. Um, you know, I, I think he, um, he came close to walking the leadoff hitter in the ninth and that, you know, potentially, uh, you know, we, we, did, we had our whole bullpen ready, so we weren't really sure what was going to go, but we stuck with Fitzy and, uh, and, and it, it turned out great. Uh, he did a super job. Um, and it was, it, you know, it was high intensity, high effort pitching. And he proved a lot to us. Uh, he proved a lot to me too, uh, how he handled himself in such a, you know, a meaningful situation. So certainly going to get the ball again in that situation. And offensively, uh, two runs, obviously any Friday, it's going to be tough to score. Indiana had a really good pitcher out there and Gabe Bierman, uh, Chris Brito homered his first at bat. What improvements have you seen from Chris over the off season? Uh, a lot, you know, Chris is maturing as a hitter. Uh, he's always been able to swing the bat. Well, uh, you know, approach discipline um hitting varieties of pitches you know <clears throat> being a more complete bat handler are things that we're working on with him his power's always been there um so uh we're, we're happy with his maturity he's a very level-headed player um you know got a little excited when he hit a home run or a couple home runs this weekend which is great but um you know his at-bats were good uh you know pretty much all weekend but that home run was was big kind of broke the ice got everyone excited and 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 kept us going in a, in a really tight game and and uh it was it was you know it was great because i think he i don't remember if it was game one or game two or three or whatever last year he had a couple home runs first weekend too so uh it was it was great to see and he hit it over the batter's eye in center field which was pretty impressive and then he also had a grand slam on saturday in the 16 to 1 victory over minnesota moving to that game that started with a grand slam in the first inning from evan slight how big was that just to get off there against a really good pitcher minnesota pitched their ace for game two yeah, you never know how the pods are going to line up. You might face two number ones, which I think we did. Um, and, you know, ironically, we won those games. And, and uh, so um, <clears throat> it was that was a huge hit because we had him on the rocks. He wasn't throwing strikes. We did a good job of getting into good counts, drawing some walks at the top of the lineup. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, pretty soon Evan's standing there and, and uh, he gets a fastball out over the plate and hits a home run to left field which was great because it was his first collegiate hit and he's worked very hard and gotten better. So that's exciting. Uh, that was a great way to start the game. And then it kind of kickstarted our offense and we continued to score runs and get him out, you know, get the starter out and, and pretty much ex extend the lead, like kind of challenge the team in the middle of the game. Hey, we got to extend this. Um, we can't, you know, these guys can really swing the bat. We got to, we got to, we got to score some more runs and put this thing away. Um, and it changes the whole weekend if you can put a game away. So they did a great job in responding to that. And, and, um, you know, offensively, that was a, that was a, a super effort on our, on our guys. And, and Ben pitched very well, got in some tough spots. Minnesota's a very aggressive team. I think they swung at 17 first pitches uh, over the course of the day. Uh, so, you know, very, very exciting uh, to, to see Ben uh, do what he did and, and um, 
you know, get out of a bunch of jams um, and pitch really effectively against a very good hitting team. Yeah, Ben Woreski, six innings, three hits, one run, no walks. I think that's really important, especially as you build a lead and five strikeouts in his uh, Rutgers debut, the transfer from Columbia, a senior. And moving to the second game that day, it was a tough matchup against McCade Brown, who had 12 strikeouts. What what adjustments would you like to see from the hitters as far as cutting down on strikeouts? Well, we, we scored a lot of runs this weekend, so I'm, I'm not that concerned with the strikeouts unless, you know, they become in situations where runners on base and we need to move runner or, you know, uh, runners in scoring position. Obviously, we, you know, we, we don't want strikeouts looking in those situations because we can't score a run if we don't get a ball in play. Um, but, you know, obviously we faced a lot of really good pitching. I mean, the kid was, you know, the, the Minnesota guy was, was up to 95, 96. And, and this, this guy was 94, 95, 96 as a starting pitcher with a really, really good breaking ball. So, you know, those are going to happen. Um, I think, you know, when you, when you look at our strikeouts and, and then you look at our walks that we drew along with 11 hit by pitches, um, we're, you know, we're right where we want to be, you know, like we'd like to improve on that. And, and, uh, but I'm, I'm not that concerned about that right now. I think we're doing okay. And then in relief that game, we saw the debut of Dale Stanovich struck out seven of the 12 batters he faced. Is he somebody that you could see, uh, in long relief and starting maybe this year? Dale, um, has just been pitching against our hitters all year, like everybody else. And it was awesome to see him go out there and pitch against, you know, a different uniform. And he handled himself you know, really well, kind of, you know, took him a little teeny bit to get going. And, uh, you know, we gave up a run there on a, on a tough, um, you know, a tough pitch down, down in the dirt there or close to being in the dirt that kind of scooted away. But, um, he really settled in and he threw his breaking ball very well. And, you know, he's got good velocity, throws, throws a lot of strikes. So, uh, he handled himself great. And, you know, to have two lefties like Fitzy and him coming out of the bullpen um, was was very exciting. And moving to Sunday, fell behind early. That was a tough hole to dig out of. It was nine to one after two innings. You did see a lot of different pitchers in this game. Was that sort of what you were looking for this weekend, just to get everyone in to evaluate as well? No, I was looking to win the game. Um, we were lined up to win the game, and and you know we had put ourselves in a great situation, and you know we had challenged the players. Um, hey, you know, th- those last three games were really competitive, great games. You know, let's let's get after this and let's win a let's win an, an early, you know, an opening season road weekend against uh, two very good opponents. And let, let's not just settle for, you know, playing good and, and being comfortable. Let's try to win this. And uh, so I, I was, you know, the plan was to to, you know, pitch well and, and hit well and defend well. And we just didn't, we didn't get off to a good start on the mound. Um, they jumped us, hit some extra base hits, you know, where sometimes you get some ground balls and some fly balls. And I think we might've missed location a little bit, you know, we had young starting pitchers out there too. I mean, uh, J- Jason's, you know, redshirt freshman, a lot of stuff went our way on the mound this weekend. And then it, you know, it just didn't go our way Sunday. And then, uh, you know, he, he was throwing strikes. He was just getting hit. And, uh, and then Ben came in and, um, that was his first hour and he was kind of hyped up, you know, throwing with good velocity. Uh, again, you know, he's, he's got, uh, we get a run back in the bottom of the, or the top of the second. So it's, you know, back to a four run game. Uh, we know we're going to swing the bat pretty good. 
Um, and then, um, you know, he gets, he gets two outs and, and a full count on, you know, on the, on the hitter that he was facing. And, and the next thing we know, you know, three or four hits and, and, uh, you know, their lead is expanded. And, and then we kind of got in a situation where we were, you know, at that point, Jimmy, I think it was like, okay, let's try to get back in this game offensively and stick with our approach and get their bullpen. But, you know, let's kind of roll some different pitchers out there and get their feet wet. Um, let them, you know, gain this experience, see, you know, evaluate, uh, cause we have confidence in all of them. So, and it, it played out that way. We did pitch every single pitcher, uh, on our, on our staff, um, that we brought with us this weekend. So everybody did get their feet wet in the game, which is, which is, I guess, if you're going to lose a game, uh, which, you know, is not the goal, but some, some stuff did come out of that. We were able to, uh, to you know lay eyes on on how guys were going to perform in a game offensively did put up eight runs on 14 hits three home runs uh danny DiGiorgio had two home runs there he had only come in with uh, one career home run into the weekend how have you seen his swing evolve is he going to show more power this year you think i hope so i mean you know I, i would like to be an offense that can do everything you know handle the bad you know bunt situationally hit and execute hit for power. I've always liked teams that hit for power, you know, hit a lot of doubles and a lot of home runs. I love that. Um, it's fun. I think it's exciting to watch. Um, I like big position players. So those are, you know, things that we try to do and goals that we, we try to have. Um, but you know, you can't just rely on, on a home run to score runs. You've got to be able to, you know, get hit by a pitch and hit a single and then hit a ground of a second and score a run and then get a double, you know, you gotta be able to do a lot of scoring a lot of different ways. So, um, I think Danny, um, you know, he's strong and big, um, and, uh, you know, he gets on time well, um, and, and feels good. You know, he can put some good swings on some balls. He, he actually had a pretty good weekend. He hit some balls around the field. He got caught earlier you know, and then he was able to, to get some good pitches and, and put, put a, two really good swings in the same game, well, a two run homer and a, and a grand slam, um, which was the third grand slam for the weekend, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Ended up with eight home runs on the weekend, three grand slams, hadn't had a Rutgers grand slam since 2016 heading in. So picked up three. So looking now ahead to this weekend, it'll be four games at Maryland starting Friday at 4 PM. And then it's a double header on Saturday, starting at 12. The first game is seven innings. The second game is nine. And then on Sunday, the finale at 1 PM. Maryland this weekend lost three out of four against Michigan State in a neutral site series in South Carolina. They did get good pitching, though. Three of their four starters had a quality start. What's the first look at Maryland as far as this weekend? Well, you know, get, we got back to campus at like 3.30 in the morning, as, as you know. So, you know, we got back up in there this morning and got things organized and starting to plan, you know, and finalize our travel and our like assess the health of our players and where everyone's at and set the strength program and the practice schedule for the week. A lot of, a lot of work has to go into Monday with uh, kind of um, – you know, getting organized and planning the next travel and then evaluating what happened on the weekend. And then usually, you know, starting tomorrow morning, we'll start delving into the the opponent a little bit more. Um, without having midweek games, you know, I feel it's important, you know, for me as the head coach and for our coaches to take the time, you know, we met today and we assessed what we saw good and, and, and poor and in between so that we could address it with our players and try to practice on it to get better. 
Um, you know, without having a Tuesday or a Wednesday game, we have another, you know, couple days of practice, which is, um, you know, we're going to use to our benefit or the, the best way that we, you know, think we can. Um, and so tomorrow we'll, we'll start looking at Maryland. Um, you know, obviously an in-region, you know, conference opponent kind of a rival. Um, you know, they have very good players, you know, both positionally and pitching. And, um, you know, whatever happened last weekend against Michigan State is, you know, I, I don't really think that that's a barometer of what type of, of uh, program or team they are. Everyone in this conference is good, you know, and and, uh, and everyone has, ex- you know, expanded rosters and is really hungry to play. So, you know, a lot of stuff can change from the last time we played until now. And um, I think one of the things just researching the conference a little bit, you know, every every year, um, maybe some of the non-traditional powerhouses, you know, are always there. But then there's always, you know, a couple teams that put together a really nice year. So you never know who, who's going to who that team's going to be. And uh, it obviously looks like Michigan State, you know. Uh, is off to a pretty good start this year. In the Big Ten schedule, everybody gets to face everyone, so we'll figure it out at the end of the season to see who is where. So Rutgers will be in action, as we said, on Friday against Maryland. Coach, thanks for your time. All right. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. And thanks for listening to another edition of the Inside Rutgers Athletics Podcast. 